Still we do great. No, we ain't free. Still we do great. Hey, what's up, everybody, man? Welcome back to a special episode of His View. Uh, your host, yours truly, Berg McGee. Um, so today, I invited some of my good friends on because I wanted to touch on some things that's more in our own community. And um, yeah, we I, I, brought, I invited these guys on because I know that they have different opinions, very strong opinions, and they're not going to hold nothing back. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So, you know, Mr. B, I'll let you go first. Derek Bam, known as Brad Bam, Evan Louisiana. All right, Jay. <laughs> uh, I'm Jamie, Jamie Evans, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Have a Good Time. Uh, 35 years old, married 13 years, three boys, three young black men. So got a lot of weight on his shoulders, man, and got a lot of birth to carry for people who came before us and, and, and we gotta we gotta leave a mark there. Alright, Brand. Oh, what's up everybody? My name is Brandon Armot. I'm 36 years old, married. Been married for a year and three months. So I'm still <laughs> um, black all my life. So I, I think I, I'm qualified to kind of speak on some of these issues that we're about to talk about today. From New Orleans, Louisiana. Cool, cool. Last but not least AJ Jackson, born and raised Hammond, Louisiana. Um, comedic host, educator, father. Um, you know, basically just a man for the town. So glad, glad to be here. Hopefully, we can get some some good outcomes coming out of here. Yes, sir. So let's go ahead and dive into the obvious. Um, more so, the reason why we hear uh, the incident with George Floyd. Um, I mean, we all know what happened, so I mean, there's no need to go into detail. But I want to ask each and every one of you, like, give me your give me your take on this situation, and and how has this affected you emotionally? Um, I can start with myself, man. Just um, just to be candid with you guys, I I recently, maybe about what's today, maybe about two days ago, actually watched the video because I just couldn't watch it. Um, you know, I, you know, I saw the beginning of it, but I just couldn't physically, you know, emotionally watch it. And um, actually one of my sons watched it before I did. And uh, he was like, dad, now nah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see it. You gotta watch it. And, uh, and I was already in uproar just from knowing what, what, what happened. But when, you know, when, when my son told me to watch it and I finally watched it, man, it just, it was um, it was more of a um, a heart wrench. I don't know if the other ones, um, you know, and it's crazy that I'm actually saying other ones, but I don't know if the other ones did what this one did to me. And I don't know why, you know, what I'm saying, and I'm just being candid with you. But this one, like, it was just it just pulled like my insides out, and um, it was it was more on the side of. Okay, so this is it. This we this is it. This is this is it. So that's why I'm here, man. Cause I mean, I I I don't think I've cried watching a video ever, really. And that was the first time I've done that. What about you, James? 
Uh, honestly, uh, I watched it one morning. I got up. I had no idea what, what was going on because it was early within, like, got up early one morning. I just seen George Floyd, Minneapolis, and I'm like, what is this about? And uh, I clicked on it, and the very first time I watched it into its entirety, I had to watch it again. And I was just trying to get a concept of, like, really, like, what? Like, this man didn't deserve, no matter what he did before or what he was there for, this man didn't deserve to lose his life like that. So, personally, after I watched it and got my wife to watch it, I even sat my kids down and let them watch it. And the biggest thing was, this is again? Again? Like, again? Again. Wow. And I'm like, man, this something has to be done about this, bro. Like, we can't just keep letting this happen over and over. And if the justice system doesn't take care of it, it's going to continue to happen. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm pushing as a black man now today. I'm not worried about who I'm, who I'm, you know, making upset. I'm just, I'm empowered in my blackness, man, no matter what. And I don't care who I offend about it. Something has to change, bro. And that's, that's how I felt about it, man. Like it's, it's enough. Enough, enough is enough. So that's where I'm at. That's where my kids at. Enough is enough, man. We got to stand up for who we are. All right. Mr. Bayer. Yeah. Uh, I watched it, man. I watched it in pieces, too. Um, I didn't watch the full video because I couldn't watch it myself. And it was just just the crowd begging, you know, for this man's life. And he was begging for his own life. Yeah. Well, he called, he called for his mom, man. He, he, man, it was it was crazy. And for the man to just have his, his, his knee in his neck and with his hand in his pocket, and after he died, he still have his knee on his neck, man. You know that was that was that was the that was a deal breaker for me, man. It's like they don't care. You know when when is when is stuff going to change? It's been going on for years, and I I think it was Will Smith that uh, that quoted or something about all the things that have been going on. It's just the fact now it's being caught on camera. Yep, and being publicized. You know, putting it on social media and stuff and. Something has to change, uh, and it has to change. It should have been changed, to be yeah. honest. Mm -hmm. So we we have to we have to we gotta learn to stick together. We gotta we gotta we gotta stand up for our culture, man. It's 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 time. All right, B. Uh, so like some of y'all, I think Jamie said in the beginning, he didn't see the video, and I I was like that as well. I didn't see it. In the beginning, I had just seen pictures and bits and pieces, but it wasn't until I watched the actual video um, that I really, really understood. One of the things I didn't understand in the beginning was, okay, this has happened so much. Why is there so much outcry this time? But I think the difference between this time and last time, the other times, were that, and AJ, you said you got a little bit more emotional this time. We actually watched for the entire length. Mm -hmm eight, seven minutes or eight minutes or nine minutes, however long it was, it was too long. We actually watched the man's life actually minute by minute by second be taken away from him, hearing him cry for his mom, hearing, hearing him plead, like seeing other people around see this happen, know that it's wrong and, and, and try to come to his rescue. And because somebody has a badge on their, on their chest, they can't step in to, to save them. They're powerless to see mm -hmm. that. 
I think that made this one so much different than the other ones. And I think that's why we finally seen the outcry, um, not just from black people, but from all races, multicultural, not just in the United States of America or in the area where it happened, but around the world, because people actually saw that in a different way for the first time. And, and hopefully that helped people to, to see the eyes that we've been looking through for, for centuries and for years. Hopefully the rest of the world got to see and feel what we, what, they'll never be able to fully, fully feel and understand, but hopefully that helped them to see it a little bit more clearly, like we've been experiencing it for all this time. Man, I'm 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 gonna be up front, man. It's I think maybe maybe this week I, I think I've maybe stopped crying. Um because uh I I used to take for granted, you know, my, my dad used to sit down and give me these conversations about, you know, slavery. Um, you know, just pretty much how, you know, our ancestors were treated, uh Hong, Lynch, all of the above. And my thing is that, you know, growing up as a kid, I really didn't experience it. So I couldn't really relate and understand exactly to what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But it's like now, as me being a grown man, to actually see these things, and I'm with you all, like, to actually watch that. And it's like, you go from seeing a man talking to seeing a man lifeless. And then I think the thing that kind of hit me the most, like you said, B, was the fact when he started crying out for his mama. And it's like, you know, it's it's like, it's like at what point, it's like at what point do this stop? And, you know, and I'm going to switch lanes, but kind of piggybacking off of that is the thing is that, you know, people see these protests and, and everybody want to speak out about it. No, they shouldn't do this. No, they shouldn't do that. Here's the thing. Some of these people, this is their way of releasing their pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we all sitting here talking, that's their voice. Their actions and what they're doing, that's their voice. And I always say this, everything has a cause and effect. Like, that wouldn't happen if this wouldn't happen. So it's, it's easy It's easy to target the people that are, that are riding and looting and all this other stuff. It's easy to say that. But the thing is, you have to understand that this has been an ongoing situation for over 400 years. Over 400 years. And I would say this, I'm proud as to what I see black people coming together right now. I mean, you even got whites and like you got other races. Come. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to see that. Because now it's a force across the United States. Not just in one area when you had the Rodney King situation. You know what I'm saying? Not just in Flint when you had the water situation. Like, this is across the whole United States. And I'm actually proud that this is happening because at this moment is, is, is the right time for us to keep pressing. Like, Al Sharpton, like, bro, like, get your, get your knee off my neck, but now it's time to put our knee on your neck and make you feel this pressure. You know, not so much in a violent way, but more so with our voices, with our actions, with you know uh, us being united. And uh, like I'm, I'm me personally, like that when I when I when I scroll through social media and I see that, like that 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 touched me in a different way. And I'm just gonna be honest, like and like I told y'all, bro, like I literally just stopped getting emotional because it's like 
it's like at what point like why do we have to cry and plead for our life and i think the um i think that the the scariest you know what i'm saying the scariest part of it is there's no way none of us on this call can say that that wouldn't be us it's, it's none of us can say, well, I mean, that wouldn't happen to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it's no way we can say that. So it's like, at this juncture, how do we, how do we make it to where this is not, oh no, they can turn the lights out on me. <laughs> how do we, how do we make it how do we wait, make it to where this is not the normal? Like, even when we say help, help, please, no, please, no, it's still not enough. Which is why, you know, this is, you know, I always say this, you know, and kind of like off-brand conversations is why they had to kill, kill Malcolm, because Malcolm wasn't saying please no more. <laughs> He wasn't saying please, so man, I just think just as, first of all, black men, um, we gotta quit turning the other cheek when it's when we see it happen to other black men. Cause I think a lot of times we've saw things happen and you know, we was like, well, it wasn't us or we didn't, we didn't ride the way we was supposed to ride the first time. So that's why even, you know, with this one, I think I'm more involved than I've ever been um with just with social injustice and just the impact just just trying to do my little part with my little platform so um i want to move more so towards you know our own communities and and as i stated before it's kind of like you know kind of bringing you know brandon and jamie up to speed like just in hammond you know lately um you know white people have been so so bold and brave to speaking out now which and AJ and Brad can tell you like before we we've never I mean you might have a few issues here and there but you've never had these many people speaking bold and brave now on social media so you know I know our own our own little community is is still in a certain type of way so uh you know to Brad like you know like like what what are some things that you know us as people that came from this town and even from you know Jamestown and B Town, like what 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 are some things that we can do for us within the community to make sure that we we stand strong and we not let this become a disease to take over? Man, this one of the things I feel like what we need to always remember that this this always been going on. They've been feeling this way, mm-hmm. you know. So they they they're just being more outspoken, like like you mentioned. Uh, we have to learn how to stick together, you know, mold each other, encourage each other. Because um, just my experience, you know, just kind of, I would pretty much say overall, it, it, it probably was a, a, a racial thing, but we went through with the Boulevard, Lounge Grill, with the process and stuff. Uh, it's all politics, you know. I'm a guy in my business party. We've never been to jail. We have a whole nother business as a barbershop. Never had any problems, never had an incident, not even a fight in over 10 years in our establishment or even outside in the parking lot. So they dig all that stuff up and to turn around and to de- deny 
us to better have, you know, the sale of alcohol on the level of a socializing and networking spot for our culture. So me too, I'm feeling like, and I know this, they fear us. They fear our culture. Because if we go back, we're the creative everything that we see every day. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we have to think and and don't be so outspoken with with, with anger. You know, like like one of my friends says, chestnut checkers. You know, learn how to, to make certain moves without broadcasting your moves to get it done. You know, like they're going higher levels for getting people fired from around here. You know, uh, a student at Southeastern was, uh, they kicked out the volleyball team. Yeah, I just seen it. Racial, yeah, mm-hmm. making a racial statement. So we have some people in the community, man, they, they, they doing some good things as far as reporting these people. They've created a uh, a Black Week at the Black Heritage Center this whole week for black businesses to come sell their set their items. And uh, I feel like it should be having it shouldn't have a booth available. Um, I have a lot of stuff going on, but I'm going to make sure I go put my booth in there first. Just support the movement. We have to always support the movement. And what's going on here? Uh, it was another situation that. I'm not gonna speak on. Uh, this kind of, you know, got the town shook up. But uh, we have to come. We have to come together and uh, be there for each other as a, as a, as a, as a town, as a city, as a family, as a, as a state, and as a country, as, as our culture. We have to come together, put our pride to the side, and, and help each other. And a question that I want to, uh, you know, refer to. Um, well, I mean, all of us have, you know, sons, but mm-hmm. I know, you know, I know Jamie, you and AJ, if I'm not mistaken, both of y'all have, uh, I know Jamie, you got two, AJ, you got three. So my, uh, well, I know you got, you got two sons, huh? No, you got three. That's right. You got three. Both of y'all got three. Could so, stop. I could stop. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like. I, I, like I like I said before, I know how hard it was, and I could tell. Like you know, now looking back, I could tell the pain that my dad had in his eyes when he was having this conversation. Like, like how is that moment that you have to sit down with your kids, especially the one that's old enough to can see and understand? Like, what is that like? Like, what is that conversation like? Jamie, AJ, one of y'all, you don't matter. Well, for, for me, for me. Um, I had a conversation with my brother-in-law and uh, the first thing I, I told him was I, I was explaining to him you know all, not all cops are bad you know I was educating them on on, on things from, from my point of view and the biggest thing is we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to do that there's no way I should be I shouldn't have to explain oh, oh there's some cops you know that's the first thing he said you shouldn't have to explain that the cops the government your state, every that should be their job to let you know or let them kids know they're not all cops are bad. They should be living. They should, the same way I walk and I live by, you know, I, I don't practice. You know, I like to practice what I preach. You know what I'm saying? I walk it like I talk it. That's how the government should be. That's how our president should lead us. That's how this whole economy. That's how the world should lead. So it's not, even though I do have that responsibility of educating my kids on certain things and on a lot of things as their father. We need help from they don't they don't ride over the times of the week now my side of the It should be they should we shouldn't have to explain that. You know what I'm saying? So it's our job to push 
to push the laws and the justice system to be explaining that stuff and to correct these flaws that we have in our justice system. That should, we should that should be a burden that should not be on black fathers, bro. That yeah. really should. AJ, I know for me, um, and 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 my sons are kind of like you know middle school age. Um, so you know my oldest son, he took this one a little hard as well. So you know when he made me watch the video, he he took it a little hard, but he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to talk about it, and I kind of gave him the space. Um, to not talk about it. So we just recently, you know, spoke about it, even with the, with, with uh, my middle son. And it was almost to the point where uh, we talked about, you know, the situation or what, what would happen, you know, and to them, I'm kind of like King with a, with a crown on my head physically. So it was, it was almost in a sense, like, you know, a police would take that crown off my head and I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. That type of, you know, that type of um, uh, thing with them. So it was it was more or less now, you know, they're kind of behind. They're more involved and they're more aware. And, with, and I say this to say, like I said earlier, it's sad to say that it took this, even with me seeing all of the other things that's been going on for years and years and years, and they've seen it, you know, even growing up seeing these things now with social media. I think we, as a household, all my sons are more just aware of the things that can happen to them just leaving out this house. You know, Bert, I'll say, I know you're about to go to break. Um, first of all, you said all of us have sons and I don't have a son, but thank you for speaking at <laughs> um, the table. The, the, uh, one of I, I used I like the show Scandal. I don't know if anybody's seen that uh, show that used to come on. Um, and it was a, a a lady Olivia Pope was her name, and she was the person who fixed everything in Washington D.C. She was a a black woman, um, and her dad ruled the country, and and she was one of the rulers of, of the country. And people didn't know he was like the, the shadow government. But then they, there were a couple of lines that I loved in that show. One of the lines was he told her, he said, what did I always teach you? And she's looking, he said, what did I always teach you? And she said that I have to be 10 times better than they are. She said that you have, he said that you have to be 10 times better than they are. And I thought that was a powerful line because one, all of our parents teach us that that's part of the talk that we get um, as black people, especially black men. But even for that, they were the most powerful people in that show in the country, but still, he, she still had to be 10 times better than, than they were. I think we've had that talk from our parents for years. Everybody's had that talk because we understood our parents had to show it to us, but hopefully, and we wanna talk about hope in the future, hopefully our children and our children's children won't have to have that talk because hopefully right now the world is being able to see the talk that we've had to have, that, that our parents have had to have, had, that our parents have with us throughout the, throughout, throughout the years. Cool, yeah, man, I'm, I'm yeah, man, I, I feel, I feel like I said. I feel. I feel the time is is definitely now. It should have been way before, but right now, yeah. So listen, y'all. I want to uh, take just a little break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna dive into some more. So I'll see y'all in a little bit. Okay.
are the heart of New Orleans, and Talk Dad Nola keeps the blood pumping with news, culture, sports, and music from local artists. One thing you know for sure is that you can always count on us for accurate news and information that informs and entertains. You're the heart of New Orleans, and at WTDN, Talk Dad Nola, we keep the blood pumping. Welcome everybody back to the second half of his you special edition. Um, we just uh talking talking to a few of my friends, man. We going over the the current situations and we pretty much giving our take on you know things that are happening today. Um something that I've been reading up on man this entire week, uh, and I kind of want to insert this in here. I don't know if uh, a lot of people ever heard of the Black Wall Street. Uh, and just to kind of give a little small thing of Black Wall Street, it's pretty much was a it was a strip uh, that black people had. Um, they own, I think this was in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, that they own. And I'll just kind of read this to you. The Black Wall Street has 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theaters, six private airplanes, one hospital, one bank, and it owns its own uh, school system. And uh, and then I, and I remember this is all black people, all black people. Um, the thing that made history, one of the guys from that area had to go use the bathroom. I think he, he was downtown, he needed to go use the bathroom. So of course back then, colors had to go to the top of the building or away from the white's bathroom. So he had to take a, um, a elevator to uh, the bathroom, which was on top of the roof. Now, the elevator operator, which was a white girl, something happened in the elevator. Um, they say the elevator kind of, I don't know, it jaked or it, it, it shook or whatever the case may be, um, which made her stumble and she screamed. You know, like you're on the elevator, it shakes or it make a, a weird movement, she screamed. So uh, the white people heard it. So automatically when they came, when they came down, uh, it just looked like, oh, the black guy in here and you and you screamed. He did something to you. Black kid took off running. He took off running. Eventually, um, they caught up to him, put him in jail. Um, so the community uh, forced the decision to lynch him. That was the decision that they wanted to happen. The black community was like, no, we're not, we're not doing this. Uh, so majority, I think they said the majority of the black community, if not all of them, marched down to the city hall. And I think I'm saying it correctly, the city hall where they was holding him captive. And um, it became a it became a brawl, pretty much. So with that being said, the end result to that was the whites feeling threatened and they ended up bombing, setting everything on fire, which literally burned everything down to the ground with the Black Wall Street. And to this day, the Black Wall Street have still have a street sign. And the reason why I wanted to insert that in because it all makes sense as to why they fear us. Because the thing is, we had a whole community that was ran strictly by black people. One bank, one school system. So that means if you got one bank, 
and you got this whole strip money was being just just put right back into the community right back into the community it was just generating right back into the community no no colors was going outside of this area to buy anything white it was all black so it it, it was it, it, it kind of relates to today because the thing is that now it they make it so hard for a black man to to get a decent job you got to go through loops you got to go through ringers to even try to get something decent and it's like at one point we we were these business people and, and if and if um if i could show you all these pictures man like you can see these pictures of these people, dudes dressed up like they are classy i'm talking about suits bow ties shine shoes like these dudes look good but the crazy thing about it that they don't teach us this in history you know what i'm saying the pictures we see the, the rugged white cloth clothes you know what i'm saying you see you see the the rugged pictures of the harry tummins you know stuff like that like you, you don't nobody has ever taught us about this in which it makes so much sense as to why they fear us today because you automatically know that if we if we had the resources that we once had, a lot of things would be different. It'd be an even playing field. You know, we wouldn't need to come to you to ask for a loan. We wouldn't need to put money back in your operations or your business. So, yeah, man, I wanted to to insert. So just that. think about that. Mm -hmm. So think about that for one second. What you just said. At no time, we went through kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. Some of us went on to college. Mm -hmm. It was never taught. It was never taught. that Nobody thought we needed to know that, that information, that those key points. Nobody never thought we needed to know that stuff. It's strategic. Yeah. yeah. Everything is strategic. Yeah. And until we, you know, think outside of the box, and start learning and thinking for ourselves, which some people were trying to get us to do. Hence, mm -hmm. but we end up adapting somebody else's way of education, and thus, and thus, you have us thinking a certain way. Yeah, yeah. we got to change the narrative. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because let's stay on that, like how do we change the narrative? Like, because the thing is, I feel like people need to understand now is the perfect time. It should have been happening, but now mm -hmm. is the perfect time for us to, like, there's a torch already lit, okay? We just lit. gotta, we, we just gotta, we gotta jump, we gotta join this race and we gotta keep pushing. So how do we change the narrative? Man, we gotta listen, man. We gotta, we gotta somebody, has to, somebody has to stand on the platform I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say for me, uh, with our business, the Boulevard, the thing we was created was a socialized networking spot, like I spoke of first. But we were gonna do a first-time homeowner class, you know, banking. Uh, just say, for instance, Burke, if you cut grass, and Jamie does sheetrock work, and Brandon um, has his own electrical company. We can keep that money amongst ourselves if I need some work done. Mm -hmm. Versus going to somebody that we don't know <clears throat> and, you know, can go keep that in our culture. Uh, for another example, there's a girl here in Hammond. I think she's like 25. She has her own beauty supply store. You know, young girl. Shoot. I go to her before I go to Sally's. I don't know who owns Sally's. 
So I'm going to support her because she has a family, you know? So we have to, we have to tap into our, open our mind up and the same thing, be able for somebody to tap into our mind to educate us on something that will help us grow as a community. Like you say, the Black Wall Street, I've heard of it, but I never heard the details of it. Never. And something like that, man, that's, that's major and powerful. Yeah. And, and, I looked into, they had like three bank, three black banks in Louisiana. I think Liberty Bank, and there's another one, I think, Southern something, Teachers Union in Baton Rouge. You know, I want to see how I can open an account up in those banks and be able to, you know, deposit my money, being from here in Hammond, to trying to get to that area. Like, we, we have to, we got to stick together, man. If we, if we don't stick together, it's, we're going to continue to go through the things we go through. This quarantine, so many businesses have been formed, but I guarantee you, they wasn't formed the right way. LLC, you have to do it. Have to do an LLC that way you're recognized by the state. Mm -hmm. So when disaster and stuff like that happen, and you try to get funding, you recognize. A lot of people couldn't get funding because they, they didn't know about registering an LLC, wow. and that's what the thing we was going to educate our people on, man, and. With us telling the, the parish that what we were going to do, gave them a business plan about socializing and networking, I think they feared the fact that we would educate our people and we'll get to the point where we're at now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sad that uh, people had to lose lives and with the George Floyd situation, we're coming to stick more together uh, to we support each other even more now. Mm -hmm. So the, the challenge is going to be how long we're going to do it. Continue yeah, I, on. I, I say I think, Brad, you're right. One, we we, we got to stick together. And this is the time, just as you said. I mean, this, if there was any time, this is the time right now. But one, we got to stick together. Um, but first, we got to we got to educate ourselves. You know, yeah. I, I challenge everybody that's watching this right now to go and educate yourself on a Black Wall Street. If you didn't know about it before, if you heard a little bit about it before, but the problem is out of all the black people that are watching this show right now, 90% of the people who are watching it will hear about it and then won't go back and educate themselves mm -hmm. on what you just informed about to see how we can do better. So one, we gotta do better for ourselves. We can't expect anybody else to do, do for us. We gotta start doing for ourselves. Um, right. That's one. And, and, and I think it, it's to AJ's point, too, we've also been conditioned that way. So we have to recondition our minds to not think that way. I think, too, we got to stick together. I think that was said before. You know, back in the 1960s, uh, during the Civil Rights Movement, every Black person was Black. Ray Charles might have been able to go and perform on stage, and he was making money and and, and the white people and the black people loved him and cheered for him. But at the end of the day, he still had to enter through the back door. Mm -hmm. So because of that, he still knew that he was in a fight and a struggle with everybody else. Today, we feel sometimes as though we've made it. And so we think, well, that's not my issue. And I'm not pressing on anybody, but have you heard Beyonce step out since George Floyd? And I'm not saying Beyonce hasn't done anything. But my point is, you have to be out there every step of the way and not think that that's somebody else's issue or it doesn't affect me because at the end of the day, we have to stick together. So I think those are two things that I think needs to happen. And 
and should start happening now. It starts with us. All you guys have, have really hit the nail on the head. Um, for instance, what you're doing here, BJ, um, having a conversation first. Uh, having a conversation first, educating yourself, and what are you going to do with it? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do next? Mm -hmm. We can talk about it, have all the discussions you want. You can have all the knowledge you want. What are you going to do now? Yep. What's the next move? Your next move is everybody that you come in contact with, especially people of color, we need to be challenging other people to get educated and educate them and educate them to continue passing the torch on until everybody is knowledge, you know, has the knowledge and the the, the confidence and the encouragement to be, you know, to, to enjoy being black. Man, these people treat us like less than animals, bro. Yeah. We're less than animals, my dude. Oh yeah. They, they let animals come in the front door. We had to go in the back. Oh yeah. If, you, if they kill a dog like they killed George Floyd, somebody been in jail already. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta we gotta stand up for who we are, stick together, especially black men, and, and and we gotta lead. We gotta lead together, man. Y'all hitting the nail on the head, bro. Let's stick together, pass the torch, and continue this movement until it becomes what it is. Until everybody look at you and view you the way you view you. You're gonna look at me for who I am, not for what color I am. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just where it's at. I think we just gotta continue to educate each other. And, and, and stick together and move forward and, and, and let it grow. That's just where a time feels. So, uh, <clears throat> fellas, pretty much in, in wrapping up, what I want to go around with, like, and I think, Jamie, I want to definitely pick from what you just said. Like, what can we do? Because now it's about doing. It, we, we, we done already talked already. We done already talked about the obvious. We done already uh, pointed out the things that are happening. Like us, the us five that are sitting here, like what can we do to keep bringing knowledge to people that are watching this, that are listening? Um, and I mean, definitely, I already know we, we're talking to our kids, we're talking to our loved ones, but what can we do as far as our community to, to keep putting this out there? AJ? Um, I think first, um, we have to, just as a community, just as friends, um, just as just you know, you know, church families, just as black men, we have to get more engaged into the politics of it. All right, so we got to start there. So you know, we can have all of these meetings and da 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 da, but if we sit mm -hmm. on our hands when it's time to put the people in place who have mm -hmm. the opportunity to help us, mm -hmm. but we don't do, but we don't help the people we want to get in, right? Then things get you know things get cloudy and not only the people we want to get in the find out these those strategies these people have in order to help us you got to find out you know you know we we always say you know you know you know and i and i've been guilty of it too uh but even though i vote every year it's like well it's not gonna impact me it's not gonna impact it is gonna impact me it is gonna impact it's me you know even though i vote every year da, 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 we got to do more on the ground level and i say the ground level that's our local our local politics they you know just basic stuff like having parks in your, your neighborhood so your kids got somewhere to go just basic stuff like yes. making sure that 
It's no segregation in the school system, making sure they don't put these little lines. It's little things that lead to bigger things that we're kind of closing our eyes to by not jumping into the politics portion of it. That's right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Brad? Yeah, man. AJ, to the words of my mouth, that's that's the main thing we have to do. We we always see, okay, vote for the mayor, or I'm going to vote for this mayor, or I'm going to vote for this president. It's the representatives and the councilmen that make the decisions. I literally watch. I in the situation we went through, I talked to everybody in this parish, mayor, parish president, this and that. But at the end of the day, it was those ten councilmen vote that matter. So we have to put qualified people to run against people that are in those councilman seat. Cause it's been people that's been there for over 10 years and they are not get challenged to be removed from that seat because nobody runs. It's not important. So me, I'm preparing myself to 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 make a stand for, for my city, to try to get qualified to, to put myself in position to where I know what my people want. I know what we need. And that's the thing. We have to strategize and we have to put our pride to the side and put qualified people and people that want to make a change. Because it's not for us right now. Like you said, we have kids. I have a three-year-old. I have a, a, a daughter that's about to be 13. I don't want them going, just getting worse. So we have to start now strategizing, put people in place, and, and just be helpful. That's me. I'm, I'm going to help anybody I can help. Jamie? Man, it sounds crazy, but day in, day out, uh, this is another conversation I had with another close friend, was you, you're going to rub shoulders with white people a lot. Day in, day out. Ain't nowhere around it. You, I got some friends that, you know, that a lot of friends, we coach together, you know, we teach together, we, 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 we work out, we do a lot of stuff. What not only do we have to educate ourselves, even our friends that may not get it, that, that are ignoring it or whatever the case may be, however it is, they may get it, they may understand you, they may empathize with you, but they're just sitting on it, they're quiet. We got to get those people to push too. We got to get the other side educated. We got to get the other side to be just as fearless as us to step out because they, they actually got a platform. And that platform needs to, it needs to be a combination it needs to become, it just needs to be unity, man. A lot of unity. So like me, I'm thinking about crawfish balls. I'm bringing everybody over and we having that conversation. I ain't scared to bring up the conversation. If I'm with my homeboy, we shoot pool or whatever, wherever I'm at, I'm not afraid to bring up that conversation because I want to know who I'm hanging around. I want to know, are you in the fight for me? Tell them, talk, boy, talk, talk, boy. You know, so that's where I'm at. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of it because it's to that point, I'm tired, bro. If you around me, I better know you in my corner for me. So that, that's where I'm at. I'm educating both sides. Even though my people, I'm making sure them white boys that I'm hanging around with and we cool with, I'm making sure you with me and that you're speaking out for me too. That That's that's my generation that I can do in my community. It's just you, it's, it's making it unity, man. You gotta be unity. Yes, sir. Brandon? Uh, uh, Jamie, I think that's a good point. I mean, it, 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 takes, it takes all of us. And, and one of the things we tend to do is shy away from hard conversation. You have to have the hard conversation in order to get anywhere. Change won't happen unless you start communicating. 
I, I had actually four things. One, y'all point on vote, and, and as AJ said, vote on, on all levels. When we think of voting, we only think sometimes of the uh, president of the United States and national, but even from your school board, uh, got to vote. And, and by the way, I'm just going to um, do a little plug. Uh, if you live in New Orleans, in New Orleans East, in the Lord Night Ward, I am actually running for office. The election is on July 11th. <laughs> for uh, Democratic Executive Committee. So please vote for me. My name is Brandon Armand. I'm number 334 on your ballot. All right, that's done. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Give me that info. I like I'm that. Putting, I'm blasting yeah, on I like that. I like that. Let's go. And that's not no shameless hey. plug either. That's not no shameless <laughs> plug. I appreciate that. That's a plug. That. Yes, and sir. Office that I'm running for, I mean, this is a position that actually decides the platform for the Democratic uh, the Democratic platform for our area. So even those elections are just as important as as your as your president. The other thing is, one, we got to be informed. You know, a lot of times we say, go vote, go vote, go vote. But we don't know who we're voting for. I mean, I just asked everybody to vote for me, but don't just vote for me because I said to vote for me. Go and, and look, see who I am, see what I represent, because I may be a, a part of the KKK. They may like me because I may be trying to push their agenda. You right. don't know just going to vote for me because I say go vote for me. So you got to be informed. Got to make sure you're engaged. One of the things that we saw with this is that when you are engaged and, and you make your voice heard, well, when you're engaged and you make your voice heard, the people will listen. One of the reasons why we're seeing so much change in the NFL, one of the reasons that we're seeing Drew Brees come out and say, listen, first of all, I'm going to say that if Drew Brees four years ago had an opinion about Neil and he still had that same opinion four years ago, I know his opinion did not really change in 24 hours. But one of the reasons his opinion did change in 24 hours and so did the NFL is because when Black Lives Matter begins to affect the white dollar, mm -hmm. you're going to realize that they're going to realize, too, that Black Lives Matter, at least <laughs> when, it, when it's hitting their pocket. So yes, you stay engaged. you got to make sure that you make your voice heard. And that is by making that that you vote. And I think that's how we're going to see change. Man. One more thing before we get out. I know we're about to get out. Mm -hmm. But I do not want to let black men off the hook with how we're treating each other. Yes, it's sir. hard for other people, hard for other races to value our lives when we're not valuing our lives just as men, just among each other. Huge. So we got to start doing that. You know what I'm saying? For those of you young men, you know, especially that, that age group that's, you know, 14 to 25, we got to start valuing each other, man. And, you know, I know differences come up, but we got to start valuing each other's lives. And I think once we start there, start there, you know, we can get respect in other realms. Absolutely. And first, first and foremost, man, I want to, you know, thank each and every one of you for taking time out and, uh, you know, coming on the show and pretty much voicing your opinions. Um, this has been a long road, you know, for over 400 years, and, and, and it's still going to be long. We still got a lot of work to do, but I would say that this is one of the first times out of my 37 years of existence to where I can slightly see a change. Like, I'm seeing a change. Um, but we have to understand that we cannot get comfortable with what we're seeing. Like, we need more. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we need more. And that's why I said in the beginning, we have to keep pressing. Like, we have to keep pushing, keep speaking, keep marching, keep doing all of these things. Like, this this does not stop here. Even after we get justice, 
for yeah. George Floyd. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's still other people out there that didn't get justice. Breonna Taylor. Like, we can just keep going. We can just keep going back. So um, I will say this to the people that are, that are watching, um, listening. Understand this. We are with you 100%. But we have to understand what is our reasoning of doing this. All right, this ain't to do it just to be joining a movement and just say, "Oh, I'm a part." No, no, it's bigger than that. Like, if you don't watch these videos and you're not getting emotional, then, then something, something is not happening inside your head. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like they are literally taking us one by one. So, you know, I would say this, man. Um, as I just stated before, like us as black people, we definitely have to pour into our own community. Like, like give, give your own people a chance. Give your own people a chance, all right? I mean, you you spending dollars all over the place, and look what's happening. Look what's happening. Like they taking our lives one by one, but yeah, we still we still going out here giving my money. We still going to give my money. We still doing it. Pour back and pour back into your black community. And if you hadn't got a chance to look up Black Wall Street, please do. That will explain my passion as to how I'm speaking right now. Please do that. Um, man, bros, thank y'all so much for joining. I, I really appreciate y'all. I love y'all boys. And like I said, man, we, we definitely have to do this again. Definitely got to do this again. If I can just say, um, you know, part of, part of that, so that you guys like this, making sure that you comment, making sure that you share this with everybody else on the platform. Just take this and keep it to yourself. Share it and keep the information. Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Y'all boys, man. Take it easy. Good night, man. God bless, bro. All right, man. Y'all stay up. All right. Yes, sir. One time, fellas. All right. Yeah. yeah. Get out my way. I need space to get the fake up. Get out my way. I need space. I'm about to take off. Get out my way. Yeah, the frequency yeah. been way up, way up. Get out my way. It's too easy. It's a layup. Yeah. Give me my space. I'm in my pride. I was a prisoner, all of the mind. 